0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the third episode of The PAL Podcast. Thank you for taking your time to listen to us. In this episode, Ryan and I talk to New York retailer Matt Mazzoni, where he talks about being a big city, small store retailer. Matt also talks about his undying love for John Serene. If you're enjoying The PAL Podcast, don't forget to share it with the other pals and ace retailers. And now, here's our interview with Matt Mazzoni. Awesome. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the pal Cash. we got Matt Mazzoni here today, and this is going to be our first episode that Ryan and I aren't interviewing each other, which is great uh, because <laughs> we're pretty boring. So, Hey, Matt, why don't you go ahead and tell us who you are and where you're at? Okay. So, uh,
1: well, first, thanks for having me on your uh, outside interview podcast. Appreciate <laughs> that. I don't know if I'll be any more interesting, but I certainly appreciate it. Sure. (laughs) So my name is Matt. I have uh, three stores in New York City: two in Brooklyn and one in Queens. We have two uh, Ace stores and one standalone Benjamin Moore paint store.
0: Awesome. Uh, How long have you uh, had those stores?
1: So our main location, uh, which is our Brooklyn uh, Ace store, has been in the family for 69 years. Actually, just turned 69 that store Uh, and then we opened up a second ace store two years ago in the rockaway park location of uh, new york which is technically part of queens more uh, rural part of new york city than you typically would think of and we in 2011 we opened up a standalone benjamin moore paint store which is affiliated with ace as an ivr but it's not branded ace at all
2: the, the biggest question I have for you, Matt, is what kind of parking do you offer your customers? Oh, yeah, we have LA
1: parking outside. We'll take whatever car they have now. Uh, parking's horrible. So, uh, the we're, we're fortunate that at two of the three locations, parking is relatively easy. Uh, there's parking meters and whatnot. But at uh, one of our locations, which is more in a downtown Brooklyn location, it can be very difficult. So, try getting a 52 foot Ace or Avenger Moore truck in there. It's uh, not easy.
0: How big are the stores? Uh,
1: we between the three. You guys probably have bathrooms bigger than our stores. <laughs> so uh, we, our main Brooklyn location is two thousand square feet inside, with about a thousand square foot garden center, which is not typical for New York City. And then we have a our newest store is about thirty five hundred square feet. And our paint store is topping out at about 1,100 square feet.
0: Man, that's yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, this it's a completely different animal, completely different from uh, most other parts of the country. Do you actually like
0: sell lawnmowers there?
1: No, we don't sell too many lawn, No, not too many lawnmowers or uh, uh, weed weed whackers or any of that kind of stuff. Definitely <laughs> no riding
2: lawnmowers. Uh, <laughs>
1: grass seed if we could buy it as by the cupful, we could probably sell it that way instead <laughs> of the bag so yeah <laughs> so definitely a different product mix which is probably one of the bigger struggles we have when it comes to uh dealing with ace about how uh you know how to get the assortments right and how to over- overcome some of those challenges with making sure we're you know compliant with with ace but making sure we're providing for our customers yeah
2: what kind of customer base do you have
1: you know, it's different at each location.
2: Uh, our paint store is probably
1: 80% uh, municipality, contractor, architect, designers. That's kind of the market we go after with that store. Paint's a very big... ...to push most of that business to that location. Uh, our Brooklyn store, which has been around for the longest 69 years, uh, that store has a pretty good mix of contractor and homeowner. Uh, I'd say probably about... Probably about 60% contractor, 40% homeowners to that location. And the newest store definitely is uh, skewed more towards the homeowner. And, uh, you know, that's the biggest challenge we have right now is trying to get more of that contractor and commercial business to that location.
0: And how long have you been part of the business?
1: Uh, Since I was in diapers it's, uh, it's you
0: know i think i think pretty typical for a lot of uh you know i'm third
1: generation so pretty typical for a lot of ace retailer retailers that have come up uh in the family they probably started working in the stores when they were babies and you know throughout school and whatnot they they worked weekends or part-time and and uh after i graduated college you know i came into the business full-time
0: you uh what, you go ahead brian
1: what school did you go to so, uh I actually grew up going away to military school from the time I was in third grade to high through high school, and then uh, college, I decided to go a different route and went to uh, St. John's University for college. And when I finished college, I decided uh, that I didn't want to go into the corporate world, and I decided uh, to come into the family business.
0: And was it, it was just that one store when you started?
1: correct so it was one store when i started uh i was fortunate that my father uh was willing uh to hand over the reins at some point very quickly after i came into the business maybe too quickly and then uh in 2011 i opened up the uh, the paint store and then you know two years ago opened up the third location
0: um your kids involved
1: no not yet my my uh, daughter Alyssa, is 14 so she has a long way to go, and I think her aspirations are more, you know, being on the Broadway stage somewhere. <laughs> and my my son is uh, just turned; he'll be turning ten in, in September. So he has got a long way to go. So we'll see what happens there. So I'll give them about eight years before I decide to retire.
2: they <laughs> <laughs> have to make up their mind. We'll see. You're gonna move. Are it. they work? <laughs> go are they working in the store now?
1: My daughter comes in sometimes on the weekends. And she'll help out when we do our charity events. So when we do our pumpkin fest, she'll help out. If we're doing an event at one of the, you know, at a local CMN hospital, she'll help out. Or when we're doing bucket sales or, you know, some other, you know, grill fests and whatnot. And yes, we do grill fests in Brooklyn. Um, uh, She'll come in and help out with those as well. Awesome.
0: What do you, uh, what do you love about being a hardware store and an Ace? You
1: know, let's, kind of two different questions. I mean, as far, as far as being a hardware store, I mean, I think it's just great to help people. Uh, it's, it's the flexibility of bringing in, you know, being your own boss and doing whatever needs to be done to help your neighbors is certainly a great feeling. Uh, as far as what I love about Ace, I mean, so we converted to Ace about six years ago. Uh, at that time, we had just opened up our paint store and we were, you know, we were 35 years or so with true value. And it was a tough, tough decision to make that conversion. But uh, once we did, it was, you know, obvious that we certainly made the right decision. And and as far as what I love most about Ace, I think it's just the leadership and they have a clear direction on where they're going. And they're not afraid to take risks to get there. Do
2: you have friends in the true value business still? Oh, boy. Uh, I lost a lot of friends when I left. Made
1: a lot of enemies when I left. But Yes. (laughs) I do, have, uh, I do know quite a few store owners and uh, uh, some, some people at corporate that I still keep in touch with, definitely. But there were a few that uh, were not happy with me, especially when you know, I started advocating for uh, True Value stores to convert to Ace. Uh, certainly uh, made a few enemies over there. Won't mention any names. <laughs> All right. I, I haven't gotten any Christmas cards from anyone at True Value in the last <laughs> few years. We'll put it that way. Are any of those stores Aces now? Oh, many of them, yes. Yeah. Actually, we, we uh, so when I first came over to Ace, uh, I was asked to help uh, do some of the uh, the uh, you know the Q and A sessions at the conventions, mm-hmm. and some of you know some of the uh, you know meet with different retailers and whatnot that we're looking to convert, and uh, we ended up helping to convert a lot of uh, stores over from True Value to Ace.
0: That's good. Um, how far apart, like? Uh, how long does it take you to get to the stores, I you say, because the, the way we measure distance out here is different than the way you guys measure.
1: So, yeah, so from my Brooklyn location, I'm eight miles away from my Rockaway Park location. I'm about 12 miles from, you know, from my house uh, to that location on a good day. Like today, now that schools are getting out, it took me to go 12 miles, took me about 40 minutes uh, there are days when to go eight miles, it takes me an hour and a half. So I'm very tempted to park the car and start jogging to work. So traffic is a definite nightmare in New York City. It's not fun.
0: Yeah. Are you hitting – like are you going to each store every day or are you uh, spending time? No. Yeah. So, t- so typically what I'll do is I'll try to plan my
1: week where um, – Uh, two days maybe in one store three days in another and then one day maybe you know floating you know floating around i'll go to my paint my paint store i'm fortunate that i really never have to be there i don't even have an office there so uh i'm there maybe once a week just to pick up paperwork and chat with the staff and then the other two a stores i trip i typically try to uh split my time two to three days a week at each location
0: um what kind of, like, how big is the, your team in each store? So, we're, right now, we're running about 40 employees total between the
1: three locations. Uh, my paint store, I keep a small staff, only four full-time employees at that store. And then, you know, the rest, uh, you know, maybe about 15 or so employees at each of the other two locations. My Court Street, my original location, my Brooklyn location is a little heavier. So, depending on the time of year. We might be running 15 to 20 employees at that store. So imagine 2,000-square-foot store having 15 to 20 employees. It's a little crazy. And my, uh, my Queens or Rockaway Park location, we fluctuate between maybe 10 and 13 employees at that store on average. Is that full-time employees or part-time employees? Most of our staff is full-time. We have very few uh, part-timers. Uh, staffing is certainly an issue in New York City. It's definitely uh, difficult. We actually are tra- we we actually have openings now for about three positions, which we've been trying to fill for the last month or so, and that's that's definitely a big challenge for us here in the city.
0: Do uh, like are these people traveling in, or they just live around the area? Because I, I can't imagine like the the price of living around there is pretty high, right?
1: Yeah, and that and that's why it's so challenging. So most people commute in via train or bus or whatnot. Very few of them drive to work uh, the, the but the price of living in the city is certainly exorbitant and uh, it, it's tough, so we have to you know go on the fringes uh, you know we have to advertise for help on the fringes of the city where you know the cost of living is a little more affordable and it's you know it 's always hard to get those people into work you know combine that with you know we have fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage which went into effect earlier this year. We have mandatory paid sick leave uh, they're trying to push uh Mandatory pay time, personal time off. Now, uh, you know the you know we offer benefits, health insurance benefits to the staff. It's the cost of labor in the city is very very high. It, it's definitely the hardest uh, challenge that we have to deal with uh, here.
0: Well, you're rich, you can afford it. So, oh yeah, of course. All <laughs> business owners are rich, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are what's something you hate about the store? Not hate, you just dislike about uh, hardware stores or being a, a business owner the, the paperwork i hate the paperwork <laughs> you know? i feel like
1: most of my time is spent just doing paperwork and pushing paper around and you know looking at spreadsheets and and that gets cumbersome after a while that's that's you know that's that's probably the worst part of the business. staffing is tough but i actually enjoy speaking with the staff and learning about them uh you know and the challenge of hiring uh you know it could be fun to meet new people but the, the paperwork is what, uh, if I had hair, it would make me want to pull
0: it out, so. <laughs> That's smart man, just shave it all yeah. up, start with. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What would you say your expertise is in the hardware side?
1: Oh, uh, you know, I grew up in the business, so I'm pretty familiar with most of the products uh, that we sell. Paint is definitely our strongest category. Uh, my, my The business actually started by my grandfather was a painter And he would actually, he actually had a very small shop, smaller than what we have now. And he would go out and do paint jobs while my grandmother stayed in the store and showed, you know, color charts or, you know, took orders for him to go to houses and do painting. So that's kind of in my blood. And I think that's probably our strongest point. About 40% of our sales uh, at our A store, our Brooklyn A store is paint related. Uh, And then obviously we have the one standalone paint store. And then, even at the new store, paint is a pretty strong part of our business now. Is, it is all... there a
2: lot of? Is there a lot of competition in the paint industry, where uh, you are?
1: It's, it's tremendous. Yeah, it, it's absolutely tremendous. You, there, I could probably walk from my from one, either of my stores and come across, you know, five or six other Ben Moore paint, paint dealers, all Ben Moore, all Ben across more. The,
0: across the city.
1: Yeah, so we don't even sell uh, we don't even sell Ace paint at any of our stores. That was the hardest part about getting me to convert to Ace. Uh was they didn't want to take us because we didn't sell Ace paint and we you know, we refused to sell Ace paint it just didn't make sense. I mean, a 2000 square foot store to give up, you know, another 12 or so linear feet to a paint line that we knew would not sell in our market was a deal breaker for us and it took a long time for Ace to work with us to make that happen and you know we're very happy it did happen but it took a long time
0: yeah um as you're traveling back and forth are there any podcasts you listen to uh on a regular basis that you like enjoy
1: i do i do actually i'm a big podcast listener i listen to a Tremendous variety of podcasts. So while you're sitting in traffic for an hour every day, it's a great way to pass the time. So I listen to a lot of uh, Joe Rogan podcasts. Uh, You know, select select podcasts from him. I'll listen to. I'm not so. I'm like UFC fighting, but I'm not uh, a huge follower of it. So I'll try to shy away from some of the podcasts that he talks about a lot of UFC fighting. Uh, I listen to. There's a great podcast called Checking In with Anthony and Glenn. Uh, and if you've ever watched Hotel Impossible, uh, Anthony Melchiori—he actually is one of our customers—and I started listening to one of I started listening to his podcast, and it's really geared towards the hotel industry. But I think a lot of the things they talk about there can be related to any industry management in any industry. And I really enjoy that podcast. Uh, listen to some. You're gonna be sorry. To ask this question. I listen to American <laughs> Scandal, which has a lot of like about history, uh, history on fire, hardcore history. I listen to. I listen to a lot of different podcasts.
0: I didn't. I noticed you didn't say you listened to the Pal podcast on there.
1: Well, I listened to the. two. So <laughs> you guys did a great job.
0: So.
2: <laughs> yes. I definitely listened to the first two. <laughs> um, so I got. I got a product question for you. Oh God! The, okay. The one of the uh baseball teams in New York is the New York Yankees. I've so, I so you, heard. Yes. <laughs> have you? Well, first of all, have you ever been to the stadium? Oh, many times. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever gotten the the good seats right behind home plate? What do they go for? What three thousand dollars a game or something like that? Uh, I'm I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. Ben Moore is a sponsor of uh, the New York Yankees,
1: so they do have corporate seats. Uh, and I uh, may have once or twice uh, been in those uh,
2: seats behind the uh, home plate. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Yeah. But, but my question is hardware related. Okay. Do, you, do you know what a Yankee screwdriver is?
1: I do know what a Yankee screwdriver is, yes. Okay. We do you actually, have customers looking for them? Not any ones that are still alive. <laughs> no, I remember, uh, I remember as a kid, we used to have a little box with all the different attachments and stuff for the Yankee screwdrivers. And I think finally at some point, I think when we remodeled, I found an old time customer that was probably the only one that ever came in for those things. And, uh, I said, here, here's a Christmas present for you. And the guy was thrilled as could be. And, uh, and, uh, gave him the whole box of whatever we had lying around with them.
0: All right. I didn't <laughs> grow up in the hardware business. What's a Yankee screwdriver. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you want to explain it?
1: Ryan, or should I no, care? I don't. Uh, Yankee, uh, basically it's like one of those push screwdrivers. It looks like a, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's, uh, you know, before the days of electric drills, I guess, uh, more popular and you would push it. And as you pushed it, uh, it would twist. So you could get a lot of, uh, rotation just by pushing the, uh, screwdriver.
0: Okay. I think that makes sense.
1: I didn't know there was going to be a test on this. (laughs)
0: Are you uh, a Yankees fan? I take it then.
1: I am. Yes. Yes. I have no choice. My father-in-law is a diehard Yankee fan. And if, if, uh, yeah, If I don't have the Yankee game on when he's in my house, then uh, then he'd probably disown me, so I have no choice.
0: Well, next time you get those Benjamin Moore tickets, uh, you let your buddy in Nebraska know about him, and I'll fly out and go there with you. <laughs> you
1: got it. You guys <laughs> let
0: me know when you're in town and you want to go to a game. I'll see
1: what <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's one of the best customer stories you have uh, in your store?
1: Oh, boy. I don't know if I could think of any one – particular customer story you know i'll give you one We so we have a great we have a a really uh, great account one of the uh, state universities that we sell to and uh one of my friends is the purchasing agent for the school and they were only buying a little bit of stuff from us and one day he called us up and he said uh he needed us to match a particular brand of pink colors it's a uh, regional brand that you guys probably would never have heard of in nebraska but the um he asked us if we can match the colors, and I said, "You know, I will. We'll certainly try." And he says, "Well, here's the catch. I need you to get this paint order out to me tomorrow. You know, with these colors all matched. And if you do that, we'll give you the paint contract for the school going forward." <laughs> and uh, so, needless to say, this was on a uh, this was on a uh, Thursday uh, Thursday night. He had called me and told me this. So we had managed. Uh, to send my, one of my employees to this, you know, paint company on the other side of uh, the city, picked up a fan deck. We matched all the colors. Benjamin Moore sent us uh, an extra truck that day and uh, we matched the order, got it out to him that day. Now that customer is probably a quarter of a million dollar a year paint customer for us. So, that's awesome. yeah. So that was a great way for us to get that account. And uh, that's probably one of my favorite stories, I guess.
0: How far has there been more uh, warehouse from you?
1: It's in, uh, so where they actually ship product out of yeah. is probably about an hour, uh, you know, in, in moderate traffic is probably about an hour and a half from us. Uh, their headquarters is in Montvale, which is a uh, probably about a, uh, again, probably about an hour and a half drive from us.
0: Gotcha. That's nice to have be uh, close to your, your product
1: yeah we so we get a truck from Benjamin Moore every single day, so it's uh, it's it's nice to have that flexibility to be able to call them at four or five o'clock at night and have that truck show up the next morning. It's definitely a huge uh, huge plus for us
2: how, how do you order do you order with the computer system or do you order by hand
1: so with Ben with Ben Moore, we just call in our orders every day the Unfortunately, there's no way for us to do an RSO with Ben Moore just too many special orders, too many variables that come into play. So typically, each store will call in their order you know, about 3, 4 o'clock you know, in the evening uh, for an order the next day. Uh, we'll receive via EDI. So they do have that capability to uh, process orders via EDI with the Epicor system. It's a little tricky. It's something they really don't advertise, but it is possible. Uh, so we'll, we'll receive that way, uh, which makes life a lot easier because I couldn't imagine punching in orders every day
2: how big are those orders are they a pallet three pallets 15 pallets it depends on the day so you know
1: on average there are a couple of pallets uh you know we'll do promo orders and get you know 10 10 pallets in but uh most of the you know since we get orders in so frequently most of the orders are you know just a couple of pallets or so i
0: would assume mostly interior correct
1: Mostly interior. Uh, we do some exterior stuff. There's not not a big call for deck stains, obviously, and <laughs> products like that. But uh, a lot of the buildings here do need exterior painting, so uh, so we will do some of that. Yeah, but most of it by far is interior. A lot of commercial, a lot of commercial painting, and and you know, as you can imagine, in the New York market. A lot of apartments that are constantly being turned over.
0: Is there any uh, technology are you using uh, in your stores uh, apps or anything else that you guys use that we might not know about?
1: Uh, nothing I can think of. I mean, we do use the EpiCore uh, app I can't remember what the name of it is their mobile app, so uh-huh. managers do have that so they could quickly check inventory if the uh, systems are tied up uh, so we do you know we do some of that. Uh, besides that, I don't know if there's anything, you know, I try to discourage my staff from using their phones as much as possible. So I try not to have too many things, you know, with the exception of my managers, I try not to have uh, too many people walking around with their cell phones, for sure.
0: Is there a manager for each store?
1: Yeah, so the way, the way we're structured, we have uh, our paint store, which is kind of its own operation. They, there's one manager there that oversees that uh, operation. And then for my two branded ACE stores, I have one uh, incredible manager that oversees both locations. And then underneath her, she has a, an assistant manager that uh, oversees you know, each location there. So the way that is structured kind of works out where uh, the staff reports to an assistant manager that's on site. And then the, store, the general manager that oversees both locations she's uh, splits her time between each location. She has an office at each location and she'll split her time uh, there and, uh, you know, see catch up with the assistants and whatever has to be done.
0: Right. That's good. Um, Yeah. Did you, uh, when you when you went from one store to two to three, what are some of the things that you started doing differently? Uh, Were you working at like on the floor in one store before you went to two and three?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the biggest change, and I don't know if it's a good or bad change, is that I used to spend a lot more time on the sales floor when I had one store. And certainly when you make that jump to two and then three stores, uh, again, going back to that paperwork, there's so much paperwork involved that it takes so much of your time that unfortunately you're not able to get on the sales floor, or I'm not able to get on the sales floor, I guess, as much as I would like to. So you do lose touch with what is going on in the day-to-day operations, so, again, I'm fortunate to have some really fabulous people working for me that keep me posted, but you do lose touch. And I didn't realize how out of touch I was, or I am, I should say, until I went to my last convention. And, unfortunately, my general manager had to cancel the night before. She had a, a death in the family, unfortunately. And the night before the convention, she had to cancel. And I was walking around the convention with uh, my cousin actually took the trip with me, and I was lost. Man. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> hell I was doing. I was... You know I was getting teased constantly, but uh you know, I guess my role has shifted where she's doing most of the ordering and, and work and um, uh you know, I'm I'm more about making contacts and speaking to vendors or ace people at Ace Corporate that I know and uh you know, building those relationships.
0: Do you like the switch or do you uh you miss it? Uh
1: it's it's nice not to deal with the day to day Uh, aggravation sometimes about the little minute details, but I do miss the interaction with the customers and knowing, you know, having my, uh, you know, my hand on the pulse of what, what is going on day to day. So it's, it's definitely a balancing act or double-edged sword sometimes.
0: So yeah, for me personally, there's days where I just have to go down on the floor and just help customers because exactly, I'm tired of the paperwork and the the computer. So I just got to get out of the office yeah, it gets monotonous when you're in the office for so long.
1: It definitely gets frustrating, and it's a little monotonous. But it's uh, uh, it's definitely fun to get back onto the floor and reconnect. You know, there's some longtime customers, and when you haven't seen them for a while, uh, it's it's great to reconnect with them. And I think it's important for the staff to see that, and I think it's important for the customers to see that as well.
0: More stores in the
1: future, Matt? With the price of real estate in New York, I don't know. We're actually so we actually started looking at another location. Uh, you know, so price of, of real estate in the city, as you can imagine, is, is insane. Uh, I'm fortunate that, you know, I own the three properties where my stores are now. The uh, We were looking at another location and I really didn't feel like purchasing another property. But the price, uh, you know, just the lease in the city is you know, starting at somewhere around 60 bucks a square foot and, you know, you could go up to, I mean, hundred and a quarter, 150 easily. If you're in Manhattan, you can be at 200 a square foot.
2: So it's, I don't know,
1: probably close to what you're seeing in Nebraska, Blake. I mean, yeah, I exactly. Know, no, right? not yeah. even close. Did you say
2: 60 cents a square foot? Cause that's what Nebraska is. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, it's, it's, it's very hard to relate. So when we look at sales per square foot and why the stores are so small and, everything else and and you know how important it is to have inventory that turns uh it's so important and i think you know uh, we try to invite as many people from ace corporate out to new york city to see our stores so they can understand that uh but i think that's uh one of the biggest obstacles that a lot of other retailers and a lot of people at ace corporate you know it's
0: hard for them to understand that how many turns you getting on your inventory
1: Oh, God, it better be about 25. I
0: don't know. <laughs>
1: <Sure enough. laughs> I think if something doesn't turn, at least if, if there's not at least three turns, I think we throw it out. I mean, yeah. It's, it's...
2: yeah. yeah it's like... right. How is your interaction with corporate? Did you Are you involved with a lot of corporate things such as RIT teams and things like that?
1: I am. So, uh, I,
2: you know, I've been very
1: fortunate. I'm very lucky. Uh who have had nothing but great experiences with uh, everyone at corporate. I think I think Ace is very blessed to have a leadership team that is strong and has a clearer focus. Uh, so I, I don't know if all the dealers give them as much credit as they deserve sometimes. Uh, I do sit on the uh, CMN RIT, which is, you know, anyone that knows me knows, that, knows that's a passion of mine. So I've been on that for a couple of years. Uh, I just... Uh, I was on the paint RIT. I was off for a couple of years. I, I just got back onto that. I'm actually heading out to Oakbrook tomorrow for my first meeting uh, on the paint RIT and I'm on the RDL advisory board as well. So they keep me pretty busy.
2: <laughs> Who, who's your favorite corporate person?
1: Do I have to answer? That's like trying to pick
2: one of my favorite children. That's a hard one. Take uh, your favorite uh, corporate department then. My favorite.
1: Hey, you know what? I, I I won't, oh boy. I mean, such a big head if I say that, but when i I hate to—don't listen. But you know, one of my favorites. I, I really—and—and and this is even coming from my managers that I take to the conventions with. I think they really enjoy listening to Serane when he talks.
2: What did you do, Blake?
0: All right. Sorry, I don't know what happened. Sorry, everyone. Got disconnected. Matt was uh, talking about his undying love for Serene.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say, but yeah. So. We'll jump right back into where we left off, I guess. Um, I, I think, you know, my, my staff always feels energized. I, I, I hate to admit it, but I, I love hearing, uh, I think Serene does a great job of motivating the troops at the conventions. Uh, and I think he's very down to earth. Uh, I think uh, JV, obviously, uh, there's probably, if, if he wasn't CEO of Ace, I think he could be a very well-paid motivational speaker somewhere. Uh, I think he does a phenomenal job uh, speaking as well. And uh, I think both of them are always accessible to the members uh, and, and always accessible to help with any issues that might arise and very responsive. And then, of course, uh, I have to uh, give my love to the uh, foundation team. All the great work they do with CMN it is just a, you know, a true blessing that they could you know, put their hearts into that kind of work and do so much good uh, year after year for so many people. So I think if I had to pick, those would be my uh, top three.
0: What do you have? Some sorry. Do you have any ideas for uh, how Ace can improve, or something that we need to improve on?
1: Yeah, they could send someone to my stores and do all my paperwork. Uh, <laughs> no. they, you know, I, I think I think we have to embrace the. Uh, and I'll hold off on any comments about the Fredericksburg warehouse, uh, how they can improve. You guys are lucky you're not being served out of the Northeast right now, but but they are getting better. So I'll hold off on those comments as far as improving. But the. Uh, but as far as as a whole, I think if Ace embraced the smaller store concept and try to do more to fit more relevant products into smaller spaces, I think they would go a long way to growing the company. Uh, I think, you know, as the population of this country continues to be more and more focused into city stores, I think uh, it's important for them to try to get that right and to try to get that. Uh, model working
0: it's good it's a good idea um do you uh being in the city do you get a lot of reviews on your uh on on your stores like on google or oh, on Facebook?
1: those are my favorite yeah i love getting yelp reviews and google reviews yeah we get we have quite a few yelp and google reviews uh i think i used to I hate to say pay more attention to them, but I used to take a lot more of them to heart. Uh, now, I think I just kind of take them from where they come from. I think, we, we, you know, we're fortunate to have uh, mostly excellent reviews, very good reviews. But, but, you know, boy, when you get that bad, when it, it eats at you. But uh, I've stopped letting them bother me as much as they used to, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, I think a lot of our customers, especially in the city of a lot of young, that younger generation, And they are very quick to jump right on the, uh, you know, right on their phones to post a Google or Yelp review. Uh,
0: Did you used to respond to those uh, bad reviews or you just just leave them out? You know, uh, privately, uh, I
1: would respond to them. I I didn't want to uh, further the comments if they were public. So I felt it was best just to leave them alone. Uh, so I would sometimes privately contact the person leaving the reviews, and I still do that sometimes if I see something that I think is out is of line that we want to make sure we address, uh, but some of them, I mean, and report, I mean, I could count the, our bad reviews on one hand. I mean, it's very far and few between, but, uh, I mean, some of them are just, uh, you know, inappropriate or out of line, and, and they don't, weren't responding to sometimes. Yeah. No.
0: Um. What do you think about uh, Amazon? Do we, do we stand a chance?
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I think, you know, and you mentioned before things that Ace can improve upon. Boy, that's, you know, there's an opportunity there. The, the pricing issue between what we see, you know, coming from Ace as far as retails and what Amazon is putting out there is certainly uh, a struggle for not only us, but I think all retailers. And yeah, I think we stand a chance. I think it's going to take Ace, you know, corporate, the buyers. I mean, you know, I think maybe that's why they put Wyborg as head of merchandising. You know, he's big and he could just go, you know, beat these get vendors over the head maybe a little bit. And, um, you know, I think that's what we need. I think we really need to squeeze our vendors to make sure they're giving us the right price all the time so that we can compete with the likes of Amazon. I think the shipping aspect of it, I think we're in a good position there like JB's always talking about there's you know an A store with you know within so many miles of of you know 80% I think I think what well, there's an A store within you know 15 minutes of 80% of the US or whatever that statistic is and I think we're in a great position there uh, but the pricing and, and the delivery times the availability is something we really need to work on and I think we're getting better but I think there's a long way to go there
2: are you guys on uh, customer priority orders out there
1: is that the uh, one where you can get the order the next day? Yeah, you get it the next day. Yeah, we, we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I think they were trying to roll that out in the fall here out of uh, Fredericksburg, but I think they're trying to just get through some of the struggles that Fredericksburg you know, has been experiencing first before they roll that out.
0: Do you see Amazon drones flying over your head in New York? Not yet, uh, but the <laughs> day is going to be coming, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know how they would fare
1: in the the city, but uh, I tell you. Do you own a shotgun? Yeah. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't
0: want you to get arrested. (laughs) No,
1: everything I have is legal, so it's okay. (laughs) But they're not very well, uh, shotguns are not very well uh, uh, favored upon in New York City. So (laughs) I hate to (laughs) tell you, that's the conversation. I'll
0: tell you the permit process after we hang up. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, okay, I got a question. Uh, who would win in a fight, uh, Wyborg or Kane? They're Ooh, both big dudes.
1: They are both big dudes. I don't know, man. I'd hate to be in the middle. I'd hate to break up that one. I tell you right now, I would hate to break up that one. I don't know. Wyborg's got that spiky hair. He could use that as a as a tactic. Kane is, you know. I, you know, White might be too nice. I've seen, i you know, Kane can get a little rough, so I I I, I might put my money on Kane there. Money on Kane. Okay, I'm yeah. sure Kane will like to hear that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell either of them I said that, but yeah, I think <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> they'll probably hear it. But I think I might put my money on Kane. Okay,
0: so so far we have uh, Ryan said that serene would take Ben Hyacin, and you say uh, Kane would take White Whiteberg. So.
1: Yeah, Serene could be scrappy, I could see that, you know. Serene getting in there. (laughs) But you know. But but you know, JV's so tall and has those long arms, you know, from his basketball that he might just be able to put his hand on top of Serene's head and push it
2: back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh looking looking ahead, Matt, have you been to a PAL summit? I have not. So I just joined PAL
1: last year. And I know Blake will remember this. I was set to drive up to Boston. And my I threw my back out about two days before. Oh, and there was no way I could sit in the car for that five hour drive. So um, so I opted out of Boston. But I'm certainly going to try to make the uh, next one that you guys have. And the pictures uh, certainly look beautiful.
2: What do you what's think your, it's at? Yeah, what's your
1: guess? Yeah. Well, I can't guess because I've actually already been told, oh, yes. so if I guess, I, I, would, told you. I, would, I, I would screw up the surprise for everybody, so I feel like the bad person coming into the surprise party and screwing it up, so I, I will do that. So, I but forgot it's a beautiful I location, yeah. Um,
2: what about Atlanta? Are you planning to attend the Atlanta show?
1: We will, yes. So I will be in Atlanta. We have uh, three of us coming to Atlanta, and you know I try to make it to every uh convention i think it's important to go uh see new products meet you know meet the people we deal with on a daily basis uh meet up fellow retailers and uh i think it's really important so i will uh, definitely be there
2: what day you're flying down i'll make sure your flight
1: yet i have not we just booked a hotel and i think i think the convention starts on a thursday so we'll typically fly in the day before wednesday morning and then fly out uh the night of the last uh day or you know maybe stay an extra day so i think it ends on saturday so we'll probably fly out Saturday night or Sunday morning, depending on, you know, where flights are available.
2: I think it's how Friday through Sunday this year, isn't it? Oh, is that what yes. it is? Okay. I right, yeah. so a day off. Okay.
1: Just how in case you wanted to book take? your flights. Yeah, I was trying not to book my tickets for the wrong day, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely check that before I book. So, you know, the, the um, advantage of being in New York is we have three airports to fo- fly out of, and uh, there's usually enough flights that we can find something that worked well for us.
0: How many people do you usually take to a show?
1: Usually two, uh, usually myself and two others. And as we learned earlier in the podcast, I'm pretty much useless at the uh, convention. So it's important I take people that actually know what they're doing. So <laughs> I think I just go along for the ride at this point and to, and to schmooze a little bit, as they say. And uh,
0: there you go. You go in, go for the
2: food.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some good food down, the line down there. Have
2: you ever been to Midtown?
1: Midtown? Yeah. Is that a when, you, when you're saying midtown? I'm thinking midtown Manhattan, so Mid- midtown
2: by. Atlanta. No, I've not been to midtown Atlanta. Okay. No. Well, I recommend not getting it in a cab with other pal retailers and trying to go to midtown Atlanta. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> the last show we tried to do it and ended up in a bad spot. Oh, god, that's not good.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I remember my, my favorite Atlanta memory is when I was a true value dealer, we went to Atlanta for a convention. And they had it during Freaknik. And Freaknik is the spring break, the Atlanta spring break, basically. And if you want to see a madhouse and if you want to see uh, tons of illegal activity, go to Atlanta. Uh, Well, they actually stopped having Freaknik because there were so many problems with it. But you could imagine a bunch of uh, farm boys from Nebraska being in Atlanta during Freaknik. It did not go over well with the the members. Yes. (laughs) I feel like that was a shot. at me. I think you would have found it interesting. Let's not a farm boy. That. Yeah, it's an interesting experience, and it was a long time. I think before anyone went back to Atlanta for a convention.
2: Well, I think Blake, we, Blake, correct me if I'm wrong. We're planning to have a PAL networking event on Thursday, the night before the show starts in Atlanta. We're still waiting okay. on a on a time and a in a place to do it. It's it's gonna be Thursday Is or it?
0: Friday. We're not sure okay. because. The RGLs are having, the group leaders are having a something on Thursday. night. Yeah,
1: Thursday, I think starting at 3.30, the RGL is doing a uh, meeting uh, that should end about 7.00. I think it ends about 7.00 or 7.30. I don't know. I helped do the agenda for it, so don't yell at me if you don't like it. But uh, <laughs> That's a <laughs> I mean, long it's, meeting. It's long, but I think uh, they're going to do, I think JB's going to do a leadership talk there. And I think – I don't think I'm letting the cat out of the bag because I think Karen already sent this out. Yeah, Karen already sent it out. One of the things they're going to do is have someone interview some of the members of the board of directors so we can get an understanding about what the board does and what their role is at ACE. So I think that should be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one.
0: All right, well, we should probably wrap this up so you boys can actually work a little that bit. That would be great. So, uh, I, hear, I hear Matt's got some paperwork. He's <laughs> yeah, well, my desk is actually pretty clear right now, so I'm doing good. So, Yeah, yeah just wait till you come back from your yeah, little trip. Yeah, it manages to multiply somehow all that paperwork. It's never, it's never fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate you taking the time, Matt, to talk to us, and uh, I'll make sure to introduce you two so you can actually meet each other besides on the phone uh, in Atlanta. That would so. be great.
2: Look forward to it. That would be awesome.
0: All right. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Guys,
1: good talking to you guys. All right. See see you
2: soon. Bye-bye. Bye.